What is going on, DC? This is Move the District, hosted by yours truly, Mike Yassin. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to highlighting members of the Washington, DC health and fitness community and giving you the correct information with no BS to help you live a life that's active, healthy, and fulfilled. Welcome back to episode 12 of Move the District. Today, I'm pumped to be joined with C.G. Green. He's a full-time fitness coach traveling between Arlington, VA, and D.C. He's a fellow Lululemon ambassador, and his goal is to help people become the best version of themselves and not be afraid to find out how strong they really are. His energy is contagious, and if you have been around him, you know exactly what he's talking about. C.G., thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty pumped to, you know, to get you on here. And then, you know, I think um, the fact that you happen to be the first injured athlete to be on Move the District, I think, is going to just add a whole other element to the show here that, uh, we, you know, we haven't had on here before. So uh, I guess, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, I think will be informative for a lot of people. Not a good thing, but uh, I think it'll be informative for some people. No, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you again for having me. Yeah. So, so when was the surgery? What was the surgery? So, and how's it been going? Um, so surgery was on August. Man, I feel like I should have that date memorized because <laughs> it was such a it was such a pivotal date. Oh, August twelfth. So surgery was on August twelfth. I completely tore, rupture, whatever you want to call it, my Achilles on my left leg. So had surgery on August twelfth for full repair. Um, went in for surgery and now I'm just on the recovery process go back on the 24th for my post-op so they can take a look and see how the healing process is going so far but yeah man that's pretty much it the 12th is a day that will forever have a lot of meaning to me because (laughs) you know it's such a unexpected and you know pivotal day with having surgery yeah that's just that's definitely a day that you'll probably remember for the rest of your life no, absolutely. I know I had my own shoulder surgery. It was uh, July 31st, 2009. Still remember it. <laughs> it gets ingrained in your head. It's something that you don't forget because of all the emotions and feelings and all the other things surrounding it. That Yeah. So, so how, how has the transition been from going from a guy, you know, on his feet, on the go all day, every day to now you're, you're on the couch? Yeah. So let me tell you, I've, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm still working. I'm still navigating on what that looks like and what the new quote-unquote normal is. Because you hit the nail on the head. From 5 a.m. till 8 p.m., I was just gone, on the go, all day, back and forth. I mean, moving is what I did for a living, and to have that literally overnight shifted into not moving has been a struggle. I would say not only physically, but the mental game. And I feel like sometimes a lot of people don't think about that. It's just the physical pain, but a lot of it is the mental. So what I've been trying to do now that I've been, like you said, stuck on the couch and not able to go anywhere is, all right, CG, what's next? What's the next evolution for me as a person? And as far as my profession, which is full-time fitness, how can I still deliver a product, so to speak? How can I still influence people? How can I still challenge people in different ways? 
but from my couch. So that's what I'm working on doing right now. And I'll be honest, it's not easy. It's been super challenging and it's been something that's pushed me outside of my comfort zone for sure in a very quick amount of time without warning. Right. So in the last, you know, five days, what, what is, what is, you know, what's the thought process been, you know, in terms of like, how have you handled the, that, you know, having to think about like, all right, now what's, how am I going to contribute? How am I going to continue to grow and build, you know, what you've already started? Yeah. The first two days I think were pure denial. It was kind of, this can't be happening. Like what the heck, what do I do? What was me? That whole type of situation. So once I was able to work through that, then it was like, all right, CG, it's time to get to work. You know, you yeah. can't walk, you can't be on a Zoom class right now teaching, but what can you do? I can still communicate with people via social media, phone calls, FaceTime. I still have knowledge of working out, exercising, body mechanics, movement. I still have a network of people that have been supporting me and want to help me do better. So it's, it's been a mind change of less of what can't I do versus, all right, what can I do with the resources I have? So that's what I've been working on for the past couple of days since I've been home from surgery is kind of putting the pen to paper, so to speak, and reinventing my way of coaching, you know, not the traditional way, but doing it in ways where I can still influence and touch and motivate people, but not have to be in their face. I think it's that growth mindset of, you know, looking at things more on that half, you know, glass half full approach versus just being like, Oh, well now I can't drink. Now I can't do this. Now I can't do that. And being like, all right, well now I can do this. Now I can do that. And I think it goes kind of hand in hand with everything that we've, uh, you know, been dealing with these last five months where it's like, we can't go to the gym. We can't go to a bar. We can't, you know, see our family and friends. Um, and it's like focusing on more like, all right, well, what can we do now? And, 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 and it's just that simple mind shift that kind of re-sparked my inner fire because I felt like I lost it when I had this injury and I was so devastated. But I remember being in a workout one time at Cut 7 and Chris Perrin came over to me and he said, hey, CG, I want you to get out of survival mode and get on the offense, like get on the offensive, attack this thing head on. And I thought about that as I was going through this. I was in survival mode. I was, oh my God, this happened to me. I can't do this. I can't do that. And it was like, no, like let's attack this on. What can you do? So reaching out to like you, reaching out to my network of clients that I've been working with and letting them know that I'm still willing to provide a service for them. It's going to be a little different than the traditional way. But for me, it's been such an eye-opening experience of finding out the different possibilities it's that old line of thinking outside the box and that's true and you really kind of discover things about yourself along the way that you didn't know and different ways of kind of doing things instead of the traditional way right yeah no i think that makes a lot of sense and it's, it's you know just kind of furthering on this like period of creativity where it's like how do we make things work i think that's the whole entrepreneur mindset of like it's not so much of a like, you know, the best laid plans don't ever work, right? It's, it's, it's more of a react, you know, and shift and adapt. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and now that's, and also I think one thing is, though, it is important though that, you know, you did have those two days where you were kind of like, uh, you know, having like that, like pity party kind of, you know, that, that day, those two days to just kind of like get through and like, 
you know, deal with like what's actually happening. And then, you know, cause I think sometimes people can just like all of a sudden just like jump right, jump right into the offense and like, just keep going. And I think it's important though, to have like some time to like confront like what you are dealing with and being like, this sucks. And, but then growing from that and not continuing to dwell on it. Yeah. And that was a big part. And a lot of people that have reached out to me through this helped me be okay with that. Yeah. Cause I feel like sometimes there's a stigma of, Oh, don't feel bad for yourself or be tough and do that. And it's like, no, like it's okay to let those emotions out. It's okay to cry. It's okay to acknowledge that this is a uncomfortable and bad situation. And I really feel for me personally, once I was able to do that and kind of flush that out of my system, it was like, okay, like now I feel better. Like I acknowledged it. Yep. It was terrible. I gave myself a couple days to kind of sit in that discomfort and see what it felt like. And now it's like, okay, now move forward. And this is what I want to see different. So you're, you're thousand percent hit the nail on the head with that. So now pre Achilles injury here, where were you working? So pre Achilles, pre we're going to backtrack pre COVID I was in full time orange theory fitness. So before COVID and all that stuff, I was coaching Orange Theory full-time. Then COVID happened. Tons of things shut down. Right. And then it was kind of like the same thing. Like your day-to-day operations stopped. It's kind of like, what now? What's next? So I used that time to reinvent myself, take a chance on myself, put all the chips on me, so to speak, and really focus on my personal branding of Hell yeah. and fitness. So I transitioned to that started working a lot closer with a couple of my mentors and since then it's just been running my own personal brand, my own personal business and keeping in touch with people that have supported me and then continuing to support them and not being afraid to leverage our amazing network, people like you, tons of other people around that have been helping out. So pre Achilles injuries, I was rolling with doing outdoor boot camps on my own in Arlington private one-on-one personal training clients outdoors so that was what i was working on pre-injury awesome who are some of your uh mentors that you were working with so i have a couple mentors so chris perrin owner of cut seven shout out chris perrin yeah him and and alex shout out to both of them yep i met them seven years ago it was first time funny story first time i've ever done an outdoor boot camp I showed up, they were doing a small group class in Arlington at Rocky Run Park, 6 a.m. It was pitch black. I had no idea what I was getting into. I was just a guy that liked to run and I was just blown away. And from that moment, we just became close. So they've been really instrumental in helping my growth on and off the field, so to speak, in terms of being a better coach and better person. Right. Um, so they've been huge. And Going back even further, getting into this whole fitness game, um, Josh Rash, who is a mentor of mine still, he kind of took me under his wing, taught me about coaching once I expressed interest in that. And there's been tons of people along the way that's been helping me. But if it wasn't for a network of people like them, Mike Savage, him and his wife, Brittany, they own the conditioning room in Arlington. Um, They've been huge supporters of mine. Funny story, going back, Mike Savage is the first person that taught me how to correctly row on a concept to oh, row. Man. keeping relationships like that have been super huge to me and then leveraging the network through lululemon yeah is, is, you know is, you know it's just been amazing been awesome so, absolutely luckily and have everyone supporting um so now how 
how did you first get into fitness? So I grew up playing sports my entire life. Soccer okay. my sport of choice. So that team atmosphere, that team camaraderie is something that's always been near and dear to my heart. And with soccer, it was always a lot of conditioning with running. So running became easy for me. Mm-hmm. I know people struggle with running, but I genuinely enjoyed it. So God bless you. Yeah. I was just always like running, playing soccer. And then when I transitioned from not doing that anymore and I still wanted to kind of be active, I just ran. Right. Uh, I got exposed to Orange Theory Fitness in Arlington back in 2012. I had never gone to the gym before. I ran on a treadmill a couple times and it completely blew me away because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is perfect. I can lift weights. Someone's telling me what to do. I can use the rower. I'd never done that. I can run on a treadmill even when it's raining outside. So that got me in and I was working a nine to five job, corporate job at the time. And I found out I was only happy from six to 7 a.m. during the day. And that was when I was working out. That's when I got my most joy. Then the rest of the day was kind of like, yeah. But I enjoyed getting up. I enjoyed working out. And that happened for a couple years. And I was going to one of the studios all the time. And another big part of my fitness career, her name's Julie Rogers, um, at the time would always be like, hey, CG, you're in here all the time. Have you ever thought about doing fitness full time? And I was like, no, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I just kind of like working out. I was doing nine to five. Thought that was my gig. And then I went on, we got closer. And then I was unhappy with my nine to five. And it was kind of one of those pivotal moments in my life. It was like, you either stick with something you're unhappy with because of the paycheck, or you bet on yourself and see what the possibilities are. And I'm making it seem a lot easier than it was. (laughs) Decision to kind of make that jump is you know, being kind of quote unquote established and having a career to starting something brand new, but it was the best decision I ever made. And then I got into it. I loved it. It was the whole motivating people, which coming from playing sports just was in my wheelhouse and I just fell in love and I found myself able to share that experience with 30, 40 people every single class throughout the day. And it was just, you know, a match made in heaven and I've never been happier. That's, that's awesome. I think I, I hear that a lot from people that have, you know, gone the full-time fitness route about just like finding that like joy. Like that's like the one joy in your day. What was your, what was your nine to five? What were you doing beforehand? I did, I did corporate banking. Corporate so, banking. So completely different from fitness. Like just even, a little different. Yeah. Not even in the realm of working out at all. It was wearing a suit every day, nine to five, Monday through Friday to, you know, wearing shorts and a tank top and sweating all day long. Oh, it's, it's such a great transition. Such oh, a great transition. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty sweet. It's, it's, one of the, it's one of those things now that I've, you know, I've been, you know, my own, you know, boss now for the last two years. And uh, it's one of those things where I, I find myself saying I'm unemployable now. Like, I am, I am my own boss. And, like, it, it, you know, it's one of those things where I don't think I could go work in an office again. Yeah, there, there's no way. I, there's no way I can. And I, I think about that sometimes. There's no way I could go back to that because I find so much joy in what I do. And like you said, betting on yourself is such an empowering and scary kind of decision. But once you do, you really realize the potential in yourself and the possibilities of what you can do beyond what you probably would have even thought of because you're stuck kind of in that, this is my day-to-day, nothing else matters. And then when you get to kind of step outside that you really find what's important to you and I'm so glad that I did what what went into the decision making process there of becoming 
you know, full-time fitness. Cause I know it's a scary, it's a scary thing. Well, listen, it's, oh my gosh. I mean, I sped up that story, but this was probably over the span of a year and a half Yeah, going back and forth on should I, or should I not? Because I was making a lot of money doing corporate banking. Everything was secure. And I was basically flipping my career overnight. And of course, things shouldn't be about the money, but let's just, you know, keep it real. Like the financial has a huge part of it. Oh, absolutely. Paid rent. And I remember when I decided to, I just pulled the trigger that day. It was like 8 a.m. I walked into my boss's office and I said, hey, I quit. And he was like, ha like, yeah, just get me that report. And I was like, no, like really I quit. And I walked out. Not even a two weeks notice. You're just like, I'm Not done. And I don't recommend that for anyone, but luckily me and the guy were friends. So after a couple hours, I called him and I was like, Hey, I explained the situation, but I knew that if I didn't do it in that moment, it would have been another year and a half of me just doubting because being uncomfortable, no one wants to do it. Right. Like no one yeah. wants to rock the boat. Like nobody wants to take the path less travel by just by nature. So going against the grain, is just uncomfortable. And I was so scared of that discomfort. And I say this in class all the time. I, and I really believe it. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. And people have to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's a hard transition. But once you sit in that uncomfortability, once you allow yourself to kind of be in it, you really unleash the power inside that you probably don't even realize you have. So once I was able to do that, I just went full steam ahead. I was like, this is what I want. So I'm not stopping. Like I don't have a safety net. I don't have a backup. This has to work. And I put every ounce of myself into how to be a coach, aligning myself with other coaches like those mentors I just mentioned, taking tons of workouts, different gyms, different coaches, trying to just absorb myself in that world as much as I could because I, I had no other choice. I wanted it that bad. Yeah. I think that I think that's that's awesome. I mean, it's one of those things where like fear does play like a role in it, where it's like, you know, a fear of, you know, like, hey, like I'm on my own now. Like there is no safety net. I got to go. I got to go, you know, pay rent. I got to go pay these bills. Like this is 100% on me to generate, you know, money to live. No, absolutely. I mean, there were times where I was at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, not having enough money for lunch, still on the grind trying to become a coach. And in those moments, that's when the self-doubt creeps in. I'm like, crap, like, did I make the right decision? Like, what am I doing? I should have stayed. Should I try to get my job back? And all that. And you just kind of have to weather the storm, so to speak, and just stay the course. And even if you can't see the finish line, knowing that if you get past all that, there's something greater. And to kind of bring it back to this current situation, that's what I'm having to live with and remind myself that, hey, even though I can't see the finish line, even though this injury is kind of sidelining me now, there will be a brighter day. There will be a tomorrow, so to speak. So it's just kind of weathering the storm. So absolutely. to your point, it goes hand in hand with not only life, but you know, everything else. It kind of, it, it reminds me of, uh, I've been using this analogy since coronavirus started was, uh, have you seen the movie Forrest Gump? Yes. So that scene where they're on the boat in the middle of the storm, yeah. And Lieutenant Dan is on top of the, the boat going, is that all you got? And, and that's where I feel like a lot of people are right now. A lot of people are Lieutenant Dan right now. And, and the question is, are we going to, you know, are you going to, how are you going to survive the storm? And, you know, what happened, if you look at, you know, what happened in the, 
the movie, you know, they weathered the storm and a lot of people didn't weather the storm and then they went on to, you know, catch all the, uh, the shrimp in the golf. But um, that's, you know, I kind of, I, where I feel like a lot of people are right now is like trying to weather that storm. And, uh, you know, the ones that do are going to ultimately come through this, you know, more successful and, uh, you know, with, with, you know, some a special service to offer people. Yeah, and you're exactly right. And I think another key that I want to bring up is that you don't have to do it alone. You know, and I think that's another huge part. Use your family, use your friends, use your community. I mean, even from this injury, the community that has been supporting me is just beyond words of what I can explain. And that has a huge role to do with things. I mean, you can go fast by yourself, but you can go a lot further with your family and your team behind it. And I really stand behind that quote. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have this kind of mental toughness. I wouldn't be able to at least even have surgery without the support I've been getting. So that's another point I want to add on is don't be afraid to, to leverage your community and, and ask for help. Yeah. I think it's one of those things. I mean, it just, it's gotta just be so like scary The you know, all of a sudden you can't put any weight on one of your feet, you know, and, yep. and, and then you're, you know, on your own. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you live by yourself or, or yeah, what the, myself. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, that's a, it's a, it's, it's just a scary thing to be able to like all of a sudden just, you know, be relegated to your bed or couch like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think, you know, having the team, I think that plays a big role. I think, I know for me, uh, and I'm sure this is the case for you as well. Like the Lululemon team has just be, I can't say enough good things about, uh, you know, the people, you know, at, you know, the, the Navy Yard store here, you know, with me and I'm sure Clarendon, uh, Lululemon with you, just about how supportive they've been for me as like having a team. Cause like when I started this by myself, I didn't have a team, you know, and it was nice to be able to like go over to that store, which just a few blocks away and poke my head in and everyone's like, Hey, how's it going? And, and it was just nice to like have some like human interaction. <laughs> no, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've, they've been, beyond helpful and and like you said allowing us to use the network to connect i mean you and i probably would have never crossed paths or if we did maybe not in the same capacity if we did if it wasn't for lululemon so i thank them a lot for giving us those kind of connections and even just the mental you know education on mindset training and you know your breath and leveraging tons of things i mean it's just been it's just been incredible Oh yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the, the goal setting workshops, I think that we've, that we've done, I think that's been extremely beneficial for me and, you know, having the ability to take some other like cool classes, like a breath work class, things like that, that I probably would have never done before. Um, you know, in addition to obviously, you know, creating some great relationships, uh, it's been amazing for me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. So, so now what's the, what does the, the next step look like here for you? What, what is training while injured? What does it look like for you? So the next step for me is getting really focused on virtual training, but not necessarily Zoom training. So right now I'm in the process of rolling out, connecting with athletes and clients in terms of the programming side of it. So for example, you would come to me and We'd have a check-in call, program you workouts for the week. You would get after it, and then we would do a check-in kind of at the end of the week. Now, there's more logistics stuff that goes into it in the meantime, but mm -hmm. that's the general idea. So working with clients more in a one-on-one -on -one based on your specific needs, less instead of the traditional kind of outdoor boot camp I was doing 
perform. So that's what I'm working on right now, getting my website lined up so I can launch it, have a full presentation and just go with the next evolution of kind of like my story and my branding and what I have to offer. Awesome. So, so more like remote coaching stuff than like in-person training or, or zoom training. Yep. So remote coaching, that's, that's hundred percent the way to put it. Nice. So who are the type of people that you will do like remote coaching with? Um, so remote coaching would be for, for my idea, um, idea, my idea of who it would be is people that kind of have an understanding of their body and their movement and they've done classes or they've worked with me in before and they just need a little bit more guidance in terms of kind of what to do. Because a lot of people can work out, they can go to classes, but some people struggle with, all right, outside without you or without a coach, like what the heck do I do now? So right. providing that outlet for them of, now that you're out, here's what to do, still use me as a resource and kind of go with those that are more, a little more independent. Um, those that need a little bit more structure might not be, ideal for them and for those we'll do more of like zoom where i can see you can see me type of situations right but the remote coaching for those that are kind of already a little established generally know what they're doing and just need a little bit more fine-tuning as they work out right yeah and i think it's that having like a plan i think really uh tends to translate to success for a lot of people or i think if you like cause i think a lot of people just kind of just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks and, or they'll just walk into a gym and have no idea what to do. So I think yeah. giving them a plan and then telling them to go out and execute it adds a little bit of accountability also, which I think is important. Yeah. And a lot of people have been asking for that. So I put a survey out on my Instagram kind of asking what they want, what would be beneficial and reaching out to previous clients. And a lot of them, that was the reoccurring thing was the accountability piece. And I think that's been huge since COVID started is, it's easy to get up and just go to a gym because the coach is there, people are working out. But once that element is kind of removed, it's where do I get the accountability if the person is not someone that is self-motivated. So that's a huge part of what I'm working on is still maintaining that level of accountability, whether it's via text, FaceTime, Zoom call, to let them know that even though they're quote unquote out there on their own, they're not on their own, if that makes sense. Right. So what does a typical program look like for you? Um, so, and this is one thing I learned by doing it. I thought it would be sort of similar to my outdoor boot camps, but now that they're going to be one-on-one, it's a little more in depth than kind of making a boot camp workout. So for example, if you reached out to me, we would do kind of like an intake form of answering a bunch of questions on where you're at in your fitness level, what you're looking at. And also let me back up. This is kind of like a temporary situation. So I make sure all the athletes know this is not kind of like an end all be all. This is not, you know, a six to 12 month plan. This is just kind of like in the interim Mm -hmm. to kind of supplement their workout until I can be a little bit more mobile to be kind of back on zoom or be back out in person, of course, not working out, but I'm able to kind of get out of the apartment. So wanted to make sure I said that moving on. So start with kind of getting an idea of what you want and what you want to see, knowing that it's going to be maybe two to three months. What are your goals in that? What can I do to help you get to those goals in the next, you know, 60 to 90 days and making sure number one, they're realistic. Number two, there's something that they can be attainable. And then having the check-ins lets us kind of course correct. Mm -hmm. So going back and I think you said it uh, not too long ago with the goal setting, 
and those things we did through Lululemon, kind of taking a page out of that book of coming up with goals and make sure that they're realistic and kind of talking them out. And then if we get in a month or a couple weeks in and we see that we need to kind of steer to the left or right, it allows us to do that. And I think that's one thing that has benefited us from COVID is having to use more resources than just relying on physically seeing people's performance is using different ways to kind of communicate and hold themselves accountable. What have you been, what, what uh, measures or mediums have you been using for that? So I haven't kicked it off yet. It hasn't started yet. Okay. Uh, it's going to start around September 1st is my goal to actually get it kicked off. But measuring is going to be FaceTime check-ins, um, Zoom check-ins, certain times throughout the day. So even though it's not a traditional class, and we'll use you, for example, nine o'clock on Thursday is going to be your check-in. So if you work out at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., doesn't matter as long as by 9 a.m., mean you have your check-in and that's kind of the accountability piece for the quote-unquote class time gotcha okay you uh, at your clock it's thursday and it's 8 50 you're like well i got my call in 10 minutes with cg like i need to have a plan together if i didn't get the workout done or if i did what are the questions that i'm going to be asking them to kind of get some help yeah how important is uh is having goals in you know having success in fitness? I think it's, if not the most important thing, it, it's right up there. And I say that because I was someone that kind of shot from the hip growing up. Yeah. I had ideas of what I generally wanted and I knew generally how I wanted to get there. And it was, all right, just go out and do it. And then if you fall short, oh, it's not really that big of a deal because I didn't really fully commit to it. And right. it, it wasn't until, told our first goal setting situation that I was like wow like this is actually powerful and it gives you a lot more motivation to go towards it because you see a light at the end of the tunnel and you have that peer accountability once you put that out kind of in the universe and you let other people know what your goals are you have other people to hold you accountable but at the same time you have other people that are going to support you and that was a piece that I was always missing I was the lone ranger that just wanted to do it on my own but having a network helps you out so much. So knowing where you want to go in terms of having that goal is so important, especially with fitness, because you won't know how to get there. You can wing it for a little bit and you'll see a little bit of results or you'll kind of get to this point or that one, but you'll never fully get to your destination or what you want to see change unless you have that goal. Move the District is sponsored by Big League Performance and Rehab. At Big League Performance and Rehab, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active during the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better. Head to bigleagueperformanceandrehab.com to see how we can help you stay active for life. I think what I commonly see is the person who says, Oh, well, my goal is I just want to be in better shape or, Oh, I just want to lose 10 pounds. And, and I feel like that's not enough. Um, what, what do you say to those people? Yeah. So I, so if someone says to me, Hey, I want to lose 10 pounds, like you said, or I want to get in shape. I usually go tell me more like what does in shape mean to you? What is your definition of in shape? Do you want to eat a large pizza and not have to work out? Do you want, to be able to commit to running a marathon? Do you want to lift 
30 pounds, but like, what does that mean to you? And I feel like once you start diving deep, I kind of ask, I kind of call it the five whys or, you know, you keep questioning someone five times, you really kind of get down to the answer. And that's what I like to start with because everyone generally has specific goal and it's kind of blanketed or covered by, I just want to get in shape. Right. Once you start to kind of ask those questions and get more into it, you really find out what the person's goals are. And then if they don't have one at the moment, you can kind of help them discover on their own what a goal is that they might not even realize was one of theirs. Hey, I have a wedding coming up in six months and I want to be able to do A, B, and C. Okay, let's put a plan together to help you get to A, B, and C by then. And it's one of those things that I see it all the time on like the rehab side of things where, you know, someone might reach out to us or, or come in for a first session and, and I say, well, what, what do you want to get out of this? And they go, I want my shoulder to stop hurting. Okay. But what, what else is there? Like what, what, why is, why, why is that important to you? What, what would that allow you to do if your shoulder stopped hurting? And, and then I think you kind of get into a little bit more of like, oh, well it would help you get back to CrossFit. Okay. And what's so important about CrossFit? Well, I, you know, do it with all my friends. It's my social hour for the weekend. It's like you dig into these little more intrinsic motivators versus just like, oh, I just want to be in shape or, oh, I just want to, you know, have my shoulder stop hurting. Um, You're right. And then you notice that they have a lot more buy-in and a lot more stake in the game once they start to kind of answer those questions for themselves. And it keeps them motivated to want to continue going. So you're exactly right on that. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it, it, just further proves that like the health and fitness community, like what we do is so similar, (laughs) you know, and yet we often find ourselves bashing heads with each other. And that's something I I don't really understand. And right. that I've been kind of on my own working my own thing. I mean, community is, is huge. And a lot of people like to use the quote, like community over competition. And I think that that is so true because the more you, kind of share everyone gets better you know for everyone in the game and it's and everything's not for everyone if they don't like what i have going on but they like what the next person to me personally as long as they're moving as long as they're being active as long as they're improving their quality of life that's what truly matters you know right at the end of the day if people are getting better that's you know that's the most important thing i think you know it's it's important to make sure that like harmful narratives aren't being used and, and ideas of like, oh, well, you know, if I squat, my knees are going to explode. So I'm just not going to squat. My knees won't hurt. Like that's not, you know, like ultimately moving the needle forward here like we want to. But I think like everyone, you know, we, you know, you want to find the best route for everybody to get better, whether it's, you know, with me, with another PT, whether it's with a chiropractor, what, you know, whoever it might be, like there shouldn't be a, a battle, you know, of like, oh, I need to be the one to fix you. No, not at all. And I think once more people realize that overall things, like you said, we'll get the needle moving forward and not being afraid to give people advice that might steer them away from your business. Because if anything, they're going to value you that much more that you're being honest with them. And if it's something that I can't provide, but I know that the next person can, I'm going to give them that advice and say, Hey, like we talked about finding out their goals, asking those questions, and then finding out that, you know what, I might not be the best person for that, but you should go see this person, that person, and that person because they're going to be able to help you out. That gets you buy-in with that person. And yes, you might not have that specific client, but 
in the grand scheme of things, you gave them the tools to help improve themselves and they're not going to forget that. Yeah. I think, you know, the, having the ability to say, I don't know is a pretty powerful thing that more people than not are going to respect. Yeah. And, it, and it's huge. I mean, I was terrified to tell people I didn't know, especially <laughs> when I would first meet them in my head, it was like, Oh, if I don't know, they're going to think I'm not serious. They're not going to want to hire me. They're not going to want to work with me. And then it's kind of like, it's okay to not know it. Like no one knows everything. Yeah. To people that do know and find the answer, and then you'll be able to help out. But like you said, it's kind of, I think it's a self-imposed kind of crutch that some people put on themselves. And I know that that used to be me, but now I just got comfortable being like, you know what? I don't know, but I'll either do what I can to find out, or I'm going to point you in the direction of someone that I know does. Right. And I think people value that. It's like, all right, well, like he can't help me, but like he's going to put me with the right person. And I think then, you know, fast forward, you know, six weeks later and maybe their friend is looking for a trainer and they're like, oh, well, CG was, you know, he's a guy who's not going to bullshit you. He's going to be straight with you. And, you know, that's something that we value. So I think it, you know, it comes down, you know, it comes back on the other end, I think, to help you down the road. Creating those relationships, you never know what someone's going to recommend either to you or back to you. And I feel like that's just so much more powerful once you allow that to happen naturally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know I've, I've mentioned this in other episodes before, but one of my favorite graphics is this like the, the pie chart of like what you know, what you don't, what you know, you don't know and what you don't know, you don't know. And it's like the, what you know part is like this little like sliver. And then what you don't know, what you know, you don't know is like a little bit bigger. And then, what you don't know, you don't know is like 99% right. of the chart. And, and, and that's, that's what it is. It's like, it's like, yeah, like, you know, a lot of people claim to be the expert on this, on that. And it's like, well, are you sure? You know? And uh, I think one thing I've learned is that we probably shouldn't be talking in absolutes. Oh yeah, totally. Cause, cause yeah, I think we, uh, I think too many times in, in our, in our fields that, uh, it comes back to bite us in the ass <laughs> at some point. Like you should never squat. You should never run. You should never, you know, let your knees go over your toes. And it's like, well, actually maybe we should. And you know, or, or whatever it might be. And I think anytime we talk in absolutes like that, or it, it ends up coming to bite us in the ass at some point. Yeah. And it's, and it's allowing yourself to be open to learning something new as well. Like you said, there's been just different exercises or different, ways I was taught or thought the body should move. And then once I learned that, like you just said, that's not always the case for everyone. Just allowing myself to kind of be open to that new knowledge just makes me that much better of a coach. And it makes me feel that much more confident when talking to people, knowing that, like you said, there's no absolutes. Everyone's different. There's not a one size fits all, you know. How do you, how do you think this injury is gonna make you a better coach? I think it's going to make me a better coach because a, I know that I'll personally be able to relate more. I mean, the only other injury I've had knock on wood when I was a lot younger is I broke my, the same leg, honestly, or actually I broke my leg when I was growing up playing soccer. So that gave me a lot of insight on what kind of that recovery was like when I would talk to athletes and now having this injury and having the unique opportunity to work through it, not only as the person that's injured, but to be a fitness coach and kind of being in that lifestyle, working through it, I feel like it's going to just give me so much 
more A insight, B tools on how to navigate it. So yeah. the next athlete I come across that might have an injury like the one I have or something similar, I'll be able to relate not only on a, hey, this happened to me level, but this happened to me, this is what I went through, and this is what I did to help me come out on the other side, and they will be able to kind of take those experiences and hopefully apply it to themselves, knowing that, hey, this is my coach, I know that he cares about me and wants me to get better in a safe way, and he actually went through it as well. So this guy has familiarity with what exactly is going on. So that's one thing that's keeping my wheels kind of turning is being ready to kind of tell my story and not keep it hidden to myself and show the good times, show the uncomfortable times, show the times where I have self-doubt. I mean, I still do and letting people know that it's not always going to be sunny, but if you just keep one day at a time and hammering away at it, you'll get through it. So I'm excited to have that kind of in my arsenal of using this situation that's unfortunate and devastating and catastrophic flipping it on its head and kind of using it as fuel as energy as motivation to a get through it and then b tell my story to the masses because you never know who's going through things i mean i'm so thankful and i can't say it enough to have my community rally behind me so much but the next person might not have that the next person might feel isolated the next person might not have the knowledge of their own body to kind of know what to do next so if I can share my story and give them even an ounce of, okay, I'm not alone in this, or okay, this can be overcome, I feel like that my job will be you know, done. Yeah, I think that plays a big role in probably, I mean, not just like in like the injury rehab process, but also just overall training is like working with someone who knows what you've been through, what, what they're struggling with, and being able to like, you know, resonate with them and, and, and have that connection where they're like, Oh, like he knows, you know, what I'm dealing with. And, you know, he knows how much, you know, what I struggled through with my Achilles. And, and I think that connection plays it's kind of like a little bit of a social proof thing where like, Oh, he made it through this Achilles injury. So then I know I can make it through that Achilles injury. Yeah. Right. A, thou- a thousand percent. And I, and I've been doing that. I've reached out to a couple of different athletes that I was recommended to on social media that have trees and they've been super cool and reaching back with me and having dialogue and I've just been asking those questions hey what did you do next what was your thought process how did you get over feeling like this what did you do when your mind started to go that way so they've been giving me information education and tools that are only going to help me be able to pass it on to the next person so it's coming around full circle nice do you mind sharing who those athletes were um well a couple of them told me to kind of like keep it private okay but they're just doing a couple different like ex-olympic athletes um a couple nike athletes that they have that i'll be honest i was surprised when i even first reached out i was like there's no way they're going to answer this dm with you know hundreds of thousands of followers and then (laughs) i'm sitting on my couch going through my computer and then it's like and it pops up and then i see that blue check and i'm like wow they actually responded back so damn the connection in the community just plays a huge role in coming from an authentic place of, hey, I'm not trying to use you for anything. I just want knowledge. Here's yeah. kind of my story. Here's what I'm going through. What did you do to get through, you know, your situation? And people are a lot more receptive of kind of like sharing and helping out. So yeah, I think it's been cool to see, you know, what you've shared so far on, on Instagram in terms of like letting people know like what you're dealing with, what's happening. 
and and keeping them up to date and and yeah i know i'm assuming you're going to continue to share your progress with them so yeah, i think i have a big rollout plan i mean i'm definitely going to continue with the visuals because one thing that happened to me when i was sitting in the hospital and i i committed to myself is I'm going to tell my story. Like, I feel like I have a responsibility to not only my athletes, but my community and myself and the next person that might go through with it to share the entire story, not just paint a picture of the good times and when everything is great. It's like, I want you to see the times where I might be down and out when I'm doubting myself because I'm real and I'm a person and you go through all those emotions. Kind of like when we started this talking about, that kind of self-doubt and that kind of negative talk and allowing yourself to kind of have those two days to feel bad, knowing that there are going to be times that are not sunny. I like to be very motivational and I'm super energetic, but there are days where I don't feel like that. And especially now with this happening, there are days I wake up and I feel like crap. There's days I wake up and I don't feel like doing anything. And I think all that is just kind of part of the process. So I'm definitely for sure going to continue to keep documenting and keeping people up to date on the progress and like i said hopefully inspire at least one person along the way yeah i mean i think yeah it's easy people can kind of get trapped in that instagram you know bubble of like everything's perfect i'm gonna bust my butt and do all this stuff but and and it's like easy like oh well cg's life is so perfect or it's so smooth his his rehab is so is so easy but like i think documenting those other smaller you know days where you don't feel so hot i think that's a super important thing because everyone just thinks it's that it's that straight direct line like that you know slant diagonal line is just going to be a straight line and and reality it's it's two steps forward one step back three steps forward three steps back four steps forward one step back and 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 it's it's a process that is going to take months and uh, I think that's an important thing to show with people yeah absolutely I mean if people saw how I have to get around my apartment I mean you know they would be blown away like you said a lot of people just have this perception that you just see the posts when things are going good or fast forward and they're already doing something else and you don't see the kind of in-between work. I mean, I have to like scoot myself out of bed, like grab my crutches, kind of scoot around just to get like to the kitchen and back to grab like, something to drink. Like just moving out of my bed is like an operation. So are you on a scooter? Is that what you're on these days? No, I mean literally scooting on my butt on the floor, like having my leg lifted up like kind of like crab walking from like elementary school. Like oh one leg is lifting, pushing myself with my arms, like inchworming forward and back just to get to the kitchen because I can't carry a glass of water with crutches. Mm -hmm. You know, so I have to set the glass of water on the ground, scoot back a couple inches, pick up the glass, move it. Like it's an operation to do everything. And, and that's the kind of stuff that doesn't get shown. It's just kind of the, the glitz and glam and the positive stuff. So my goal is, to show everything and just keep it raw and just show people what really goes on and let people know that I'm human just like they are. And it's not always going to be good times. And I think that's really important. And that's the message I want to take away is that it's not always going to be sunny, but those non sunny days when you really have to mentally dig in, when you really have to kind of find that grit, that's what's going to get you through. And that translates to being on the turf or being, and a workout, those moments at the end where it's three minutes and you've been busting your ass for 40 some minutes, you're tired, you're sweating, everything hurts, and you kind of have to find that grit to just keep pushing forward. That kind of flipping of the switch is what I want to show people and what I want to let people know that you have it inside of you. It's just you got to tap into it. When do you, uh, when do you think you know you'll be back? Like what is, what's like the one thing you're going to do and be like, I'm back? 
Hmm. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know if I have an answer to that. I think if you would have asked me this when I was sitting in the hospital and they gave me the news of, yes, it's completely torn and you need to have surgery within the next six days, I would have probably said, when I can run again or do a burpee or something, but just getting more educated as I go through and chopping this thing up into little sections, I think it's just it's going to be tons of that are going to end up one day, I'm going to have that aha moment where you and I are just shooting the shit and I'm like, oh, I'm actually back. But yeah. I think it'll be a little baby step of transitioning out of this fiberglass cast back into the boot, being able to transition from the crutches to a knee scooter, being able to transition to that, to taking our first, you know, step in PT. Like it's going to be these little sessions around along the way that are going to eventually make up kind of the overall goal. Right. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, taking one step at a time and like these little, all these little actions lead to one big action. Yep. You're exactly right. Yeah. I think so. And I, I always think back to like, um, have you, have you ever watched Friday Night Lights yes. the TV show? I think back to Smash Williams when he, he tore his ACL and he was coming back through surgery and he was struggling with the rehab. And then he had that one practice where he was like, it was like a full contact practice where they finally like just let him go do his thing. And, and then it just kind of like opened up the floodgates for him. And I think that's like one of those things. It's like that aha moment where you're just like, this is it. This is, this is me. I'm back. Yeah. And, that, and I know that's going to happen. And what it does, all the hard work, all the blood, the sweat, the tears that have happened and will continue to happen is going to be worth it. So 100% that time, whatever that may be. What, um, what role do you think social media has played in, uh, you know, the development of your business and what role do you think it's going to play going forward? Oh my gosh. It's been, it's been huge. I mean, the fact that any person can open an Instagram or whatever social media platform account you use and then promote yourself is major. And one thing I've always been about since I first learned about fitness is just community and building relationships and learning that a lot from Lululemon, you know, they, they talk about that whole quote of friendships are more important than money. And it's so true because once you get a platform like social media, no matter how many followers, you can have two to 200 to 2,000 to 200,000. Doesn't matter. As long as you have a place to put yourself out there, people are going to see it. And for me, it's helped tremendously because before I wasn't as active on social media because I was in the gym, I was working for Orange Theory and I saw hundred plus people six days out of the week. So that was all my marketing. I didn't really have to put the quote unquote work in because it was done by me just being present. Right. And then COVID happened and it was like, Oh crap, you're not in front of all these people every day. What are you going to do? So now I had to transition and get really savvy in social media, kind of like creating a business model overnight of what do I want to promote? How do I want to advertise myself who do i want to target and all that kind of stuff so social media has played a huge role connecting with different people and from out of state which is another benefit of having social media so when i was running zoom classes i was having people from pennsylvania from texas from california being able to tune in and that just further kind of extends your reach 100 and helps you just build connections so it's social media has been amazing yeah, totally. hundred percent. What, um, yeah, I know like from my own sense, like being able to like see people like patients who travel and you're like, Oh, like, well, why don't we just do a virtual session? hundred <laughs> percent. It changes. 
what would you say to like the, the, the person who wants to reach out, you know, is, is admiring someone from afar on Instagram and, and, you know, wants to reach out to them. What, what, what would you say to that person? DM them ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm telling you, if I scrolled through and showed you my DMs outgoing, I DM probably, and it's more now because I will have way more time on my hands and I have this injury, but I DM people all day, every day trainers that I follow, athletes that are doing things that I want to do because I just am always thirsty for knowledge. Like I'm always a student of wanting to get better. And I used to have this whole stigma and I, and it was self-imposed. I was like, Oh, if I reach out, they're going to think I'm weird or they're not going to know who I am. And it's like, who cares if they don't respond, they don't respond, which a lot of them don't. But when you, the ones that do, they mean that much more to you. Yeah, I just you in place of just wanting knowledge and want to understand and hey, you're where I want to be. How did you get there? Or how can I get there? Or what advice would you give someone that's going through A, B and C? And it's just been huge. So the advice I would give them is don't think just do ask questions, ask questions, ask questions, no matter how stupid you think they are, no matter if you think you should already know the answer doesn't matter ask questions it's the only way you're going to get the information that you want is to ask yeah i think it's one of those things where you know you're asking questions it's not like you're looking to use them for something it's just like hey like i really like what you're doing like how'd you get here like what'd you do and i think that um you know people are going to respond positively to that i think more times than not um uh, just because you're you know saying something nice about them <laughs> no, a thousand percent i mean most of them are going to be flattered and when people i mean i even have people have reached out and said, Hey, how did you get connected with this? Or how did you do that? And I just love to share information because I feel like it makes everyone better. It kind of builds everyone up together. So ask questions, reach out to whoever you admire, whoever you follow, whoever is in a position that you want to be, reach out to them. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, all right. So we're getting down to the end of the show here. What is, uh, what is the best thing that's happened in the last five days to you? Uh, the best thing that's happened in the last five days, I think for me, it's just having the realization that this is not forever. I mean, I've had an overwhelming amount of people sending me amazing DMs, motivational quotes, just checking in on me. And having kind of that repeat repetitive positive energy and positive thought. I woke up yesterday and I was like, you know what? This isn't forever. Like I was having one of those kind of downward spiral moments where I was getting down on myself. I was seeing everyone else do what I wanted to do or what I physically wasn't able to. And I had to kind of check myself and say, Hey, CG, listen, this isn't forever. This is temporary. Make the most out of this moment. And it was, it was like a switch flipped and ever since then like I just felt I just felt a lot better so in the last five days it was just having that realization that this is just temporary and it's not permanent nice I love it I love it uh what is the what what's the last tv show you've watched the last tv show I watched um I'll tell you this I haven't watched a tv show recently but the last movie I watched since I do have a lot of time on my hands uh -huh. it, so believe it or not, it's Star Wars. I never, ever had seen 
any Star Wars. And one of my friends, wow. Jack, he was like, oh, it's the perfect time. Start the episode. This one, that one, followed by that. So I'm working my way through those. So Okay. Uh, kind of taking some some time to catch up on some long lost TV. Uh, what what are you what are you up to right now in Star Wars? I just finished Return of the Sith. I think that's what it's called. Is it Return of the Sith? So that's like the second like trilogy. Yes. So I started three, four, five, and then I watched one, two, and then just finished three. Okay. Gotcha. So, so none of the newer ones. No, I haven't. Those are next. Okay, got it. I start those tomorrow, so I have like myself on a little schedule. Nice. So those are tomorrow, so I'm excited to start on that. All right, cool, nice. Yeah, I got a lot of shit the other day because I hadn't seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, I haven't seen those either. Yeah, I, I tried. I fell asleep three times. Yeah. <laughs> not Game of Thrones, like I'm way behind. How about, uh, how about books? What's the last book you read? Um, The last book I read, wow. Let me think. It was, I really can't remember the last book I read. I know that I am about to start and I can pull it up real quick. I just got recommended this book by a friend of mine and I'm really excited to start it. Let me pull up the name super quick. Oh my God. It was on the tip of my tongue. Um, it's called, well, looks like I'm not going to give it to you because I thought I had it saved. Um, that's a TBD. I'll get back to you on that. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. All right, man. So if people want to find you, um, where, where can they connect with you? Yeah. So the easiest way to get in touch is through Instagram, since I'm pretty heavy active on that. It's forever underscore CG. So just the word forever, F-O-R-E-V-E-R underscore CG. Um, that's pretty much the easiest way because you can follow me. I'll follow you back. You can shoot me a DM and then we can connect further from there nice uh, website um don't have it's coming soon coming so soon launched by september 1st yeah but all the updates and things like that will be put up on instagram so they'll be able to see when all that information is coming nice anyone or anything else you want to give a shout out to um i would say just the overall community i mean there's there's so many people to name but through this injury process the whole community of Arlington and beyond has just been amazing. Like family, close friends, the outpour of people and their willingness to help and support and daily check-ins, weekly check-ins, donating, just, just everything. It's been incredible. And it's something that I'm just so humbled by and thankful that I have this community behind me because I truly believe that I wouldn't be in the position I am or be able to get through this without, such a loving and caring community so i'm just thankful of everyone within the reach of my voice that can hear this know that i appreciate you and i'm so thankful and and my story's not over this is just the beginning it's a new chapter i'm re-energized i'm excited it's a new way of doing things and we're going to get through this together so keep an eye out stay tuned i got more things coming up so i'm just excited about that hell yeah so if people want to uh help you out if they want to donate where uh where can they donate yeah, so it's a meal train website. If they go to my Instagram, so forever underscore CG, the link is right there in my bio. If they click that, they can follow my journey to my recovery. So it's a blog section on there where I'm posting updates throughout the week. Awesome. You can donate to support my cause and help me out as I go through. So as a full-time fitness professional, like I'm in business for myself. So when I don't work, 
I don't get paid. So hell yeah, that's, that's another reality of it. And, and, health insurance is really tricky for fitness professionals. So anyways, oh, yeah. if you want to keep up to what I have going on, donate support in any way you can go to my link in my bio, Instagram forever underscore CG, click the link. You can sign up there, see everything I got going on and just support and follow the journey because it's going to be a good ride. And I want everyone to, you know, participate and see what I'm up to. Nice. All right. Now I think we started the show, the show here with you wearing a t-shirt. Are you, is the t-shirt still in one piece? Yeah, so it's in a bunch of pieces. So I fidget a lot and I had a hole <laughs> on it. So I ripped it and then it's kept going. So now it's not much of a t-shirt left. <laughs> awesome, awesome. CG, thanks for coming on, man. We'll definitely have to do this again and uh, get an update as to uh, where you're at in your recovery. Yes, for sure. Thanks for having me and I appreciate you. And we'll talk soon, my guy. Thank you so much for listening to Move the District today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Big League Performance and Rehab and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free, head over to bigleagueperformanceandrehab.com to learn more. Thanks, and until next time, keep moving, DC.